All right, all right, all right. Welcome to We Are Something Else, episode 90, The Food. All right, and we're joined tonight with our special guest, our man Kizzle from the Express Your Black Man podcast. Welcome to the show, Kizzle. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank man, you, happy to be here, happy to be here. We was worried about there's going to be traffic on the way. <laughs> no, I was just saying. I, I was just. I didn't know if he was gonna make it. Just, just mess around with you, though. Nah, uh, nah. Welcome to the show. Um, we haven't been fully introduced. I'm Kaleo. That's a man. E. Rich at the top. CB right there. Uh, welcome to the show, man. Just um, sit back, relax, man. Enjoy, join in wherever you feel like it. Um, fellas, what's good? E, we'll start with you. Uh hey, man. Look, these Thursdays seem like they come in pretty fast nowadays. Like I feel like we. Was on the show like three, four days ago. You know what I mean. But uh, workouts is crazy. You know, I'm trying to trying to catch up to a CB. You know, um, you know, late yeah, CB. Yeah, see, yes, yeah, yeah. CB. That, that's just 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 catch up with the CB. Yeah, I mean, okay, you know, ahead, you, don't, you don't want to go back to that. You don't, you don't want to go ahead, go ahead, go ahead as you were. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, no, you know, got to hit that leg day, you know, a little bit. But uh, these hour workouts is really kicking my butt, though, for real, on some other stuff. I'm out here hitting these uh, ladders and cones like I'm going out for another football team. So There you go. Maybe <laughs> it was good. Hey, man, like he was saying, it feels like we were just here, but that's, you know, it's uh, – I think I probably said this last week, but this is like the busy time for my department at work. So like literally days are just flying by because I'm just busy the entire time. Whereas a few, uh, a few months ago, it's kind of just chilling. So um, tax time, things ramped up a bit, but you know, um, it was chess day today. Chess day is the best day only because I don't dislike it, you know? Um, the necessary evils of leg day, as uh, I've talked with with E. Rich, chest day is like, oh yeah, let's go. Right. <laughs> so, um, which that also meant I got to wear some some dope kicks to the gym to flex a little bit, since I wasn't worried about um, you know having to hit squats or deadlifts or anything today. So it was it's been a, it's been a good evening. I'll say that. Back, back, Kizzle, man, how was your week? Uh, it's good. Y'all talking about working out. I actually go to the gym. I go to the gym five days a week. So I kind of, I can, I can relate a little bit. Today was leg day. Uh, the necessary evil. Um, so I was doing, I was doing some, uh, some squats and stuff and man, uh, leg day is like, like I, I definitely, I definitely like going to the gym when I have to do arms, chest, triceps, stuff like that. But when it's leg day, it's like, man, you get you just like a little bit slower, you know, like you take a, a little bit more rest in between, you know, like it's just that's just how leg day goes for me. But today was a good today was a good workout. My week has been good. So I want to ask you all a question. Y'all do these every week. I see y'all on yep. episode 90. Yep. Every Thursday, 930. It, it's just evolved over the years. Um, we started off as just audio and then uh, we were looking to get into live shows and then the the blessing, only blessing I could think of about the pandemic, it, it made us get creative and figure out a way to 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 keep the audience and and to expand the show by being quarantined. So right. um that's that's how we've been doing it. Um back to the gym for you real quick. How are you how have you been managing going to the gym during the pandemic? Like is it is it packed in there? 
man, is it? Uh, so you know what the thing is? Let me explain. Let me explain what's going on right now. Okay. So we're getting you're, you're like if you go to the gym, if you've been going to the gym consistently for like years, you notice that at a certain time you always get like an influx of people. So the, the influx is normally around New Year's. And yep. normally when it starts to get a little bit warm, people just start, you know what? F it. Let me use my my, my gym subscription and go to the gym because it's about to be summertime. So um, sometimes I go to the gym at like 3 p.m. Eastern Eastern Standard Time and I have to wait outside because they're not allowing max, max uh, capacity. So I wait outside and like you see people in the gym and you're thinking to yourself like, I never see you in here. Cause I come here, you know what I mean. I come here every day at the same time. You're never in here. Yeah, like you're never in here. Why are you here right now? What are you so, doing taking know. my spot? But yeah, you know, taking up, taking up, taking up um, space in the gym for no reason, man. So for me, I try to be. I I try to get there early. Um, I wear my mask. You know, I wipe down my equipment before and after. I haven't really had any issues as far as like anything COVID related or anything like that. It's just the influx of people that are just trying to just kind of trying out the gym and not really interested in sticking with it long term you know that's the right. that's the main issue but everybody deals with that so I, th I think we do a rant about that around in december every year where we talk about well you know the gyms here get crowded for that that first the uh, first three months you got those people mm -hmm. going to go in there and you can tell who those people are one because they're going to do every exercise every time they get in there they're going to work every body part and just be all over the place and then around mm -hmm. March is going to start dwindling down and you'll get to your, back to your regulars. Yeah. But I actually missed the gym. Uh, once I get this, get these two shots, I, I will be back. Uh, maybe not at a, a everyday week, everyday uh, kind of visit, but at least once or twice. Cause I'm a, I like outdoors and it's about to get warm. I mean, right, yeah. I mean we're in, me and CB are in Maryland. E Rich is out in uh, Cali. Mm -hmm. So, okay. uh, you know, where are you at? I'm in New York. New York, okay, so East Coast, yeah. yeah so yeah. you know it's about to get warm, and I just I'd rather be outside, and you get a lot more done outside. I think. Right, it just feels like right, yeah. it just feels like you're just doing something instead of being stagnant on the treadmill or whatever. So, but yeah, yeah, nah, I agree. Yeah, um, must be uh, nice e to be able to do outside stuff year round. You know, Except two weeks ago he couldn't. <laughs> Right. His ass was raining in and we were outside. <laughs> All right. uh, you know, we, we still catch a little bit of the bad weather. You know, it's a little windy. It's only like 65 today. So, you know, it's, it's not that bad. You know, you still got to get out there and do it. But, uh, no, you know, I, I think I think the workout outside has really actually kept me doing it longer than if I was in the gym. Uh, I think the change up of the scenery, uh, the adding stuff, like you said, the kind of going back through the football drills, you know what I mean, and stuff like that to kind of have you um, – kind of reinventing the workouts that keep you motivated to, to want to do it longer. Cause I can honestly say five, I think it was like six months straight for doing it for five days a week. And I'm like, that was, I didn't even do that in high school. I was looking for a way out of uh, working out in high school just because like, why are we doing this? So practice. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, y'all. So let's wrap. We got, um, what's up first. So this shit right here. Um, I don't know if y'all been following this story, but uh, I think it was San Diego Zoo where a, a dad um, took his two-year-old kid and decided to have a photo op in the elephant uh, habitat at the zoo. Uh, and then you can see the video when the video real, cuts on. Real quick, huh? uh, is this dad white? Or Latino. 
One, he's okay. not black for sure. He's not black. For sure. uh, you know, I just gotta ask. What are the other? Um, but yeah, the video picks up. He's in the habitat, like doing a selfie, and then you can see the elephant just come charging. And at this point, like there's, I don't know, then that picture you can see there's like, like metal, like wiring rods or whatever that he has to crawl through, and he drops his kid on the way out. So at that point, the elephant could have attacked the kid, but the elephant actually let up, and he had an opportunity to grab his kid before he he had got killed right there at the zoo. So I don't know what this this parent was thinking. At this point, I would be waiting for him at the gate, taking the kid away, and you know locking his dad up, which is what happened. So the dad got locked up. Um, he's facing, they say about 10 years, depending on how the charges come down. Oh, it reminds uh, me of that uh, that Kevin Hart joke where he's talking about taking his kids to the zoo and he see, he's showing them the silverback gorilla. And he <laughs> said, like, the gorilla banged real hard on the glass. And the first thing he thought was, like, every man for himself. And he dropped his son. And, like, that's exactly what that reminded me of. Like, bro, you left your kid? Like, come on, dog. This just the simple fact that he was that he thought that it was a good idea to go into the enclosement is already like just dismiss this story and whatever happened to you you were you you let that up to the elephant to choose whether or not you was gonna make it out there or not. So I just can't I just can't I don't I can't wrap my head around what is the thought process of getting into the habitat that the animal is in. Like you you're close right. enough. The point of going to the zoo is so you can see them, maybe interact here and there. It's not for you to, you know, like, I, I don't know, man. You know, know. it's not enough that there's signs all through the zoo saying don't feed the animals or don't go pat beyond this point of the barrier, right? But, mm -hmm. and this is probably, maybe he thought that this, I, I can't even rationalize that. Maybe he thought this was the least dangerous out of all of them. You know, Lisa wasn't like the crocodile, alligator. I don't know. But don't let right. Disney fool you. You know what <laughs> exactly, I mean? Like, right? <laughs> like these are still real ass animals. And like, so we we you know we went uh, to South Africa for my sister's wedding. Right? We did a safari while they were there, and they're telling you like, oh yeah, look at like the hippos and everything. Everyone thinks they're so like cute and adorable because of Disney. Like these guys are savages. Like they will kill you. And so, yeah. you know, people just, they, they, they act like, uh, it's like Looney Tunes or something like no, no one can get hurt. You know, what's, you know, what's funny about that, about people thinking that elephants are like softer or kinder because they haven't seen anything like dangerous or, ha or crazy happen with elephants in social media. Um, I was talking to a coworker of mine and he, he went to, he went to a safari in, Africa and he was talking to like one of the guides at the safari and he was asking him like yo what do you what animal are you most afraid of in here and like they had jaguars they had all these different like you know animals that we normally think of like hell no I'm not I'm not going anywhere near that you know and he was mm -hmm. like I'm most scared of elephants because if an elephant comes charging at you what the hell are you going to do if he wants to kill you you're you're dead <laughs> and people think elephants are slow they're not slow they, like they're faster not, than you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I, don't, exactly. yeah. I just don't, I, I don't get there the logic. There was like a, 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 a video that went viral of the girls taking a picture of the elephant, and the elephant smacked her in the face and broke her nose. 
Like she was taking a picture of him. It's like a TikTok oh, video or something like that. But yeah, I, look, anything that they tell you not to mess with, I'm not gonna mess with. I, I don't want to take no chances. It could be who knows. It could be an ant. If they tell you don't feed the ant, don't bother the ant. They know something about that ant that you don't know and that right. you're not prepared for. I'm gonna let it be. Mm-hmm. Um. So this right here. These uh, animals will chase you down, bro. Like that exactly. stuff is. It is not a game. Um, so it feel like we reported on one of these last week in uh, Georgia, and now here we are now, Boulder, Colorado. Um, ten people dead, um, and another person out of color taken alive after a mass shooting. Um, and, and they're already starting the, and we'll get into this, you know the. The mental, you know, he's mentally ill. You know, he was—he's a loner. They're given all of this, you know. Yeah, that may be the lighter end of things, but he's also a killer. He's also a killer. He's a freaking terrorist. So, you know, it's just sad. Like, you know, prayers up to the the people involved in that and the families involved because Colorado's had a rough. I didn't realize how many. Yeah, Columbine. You had this one, then you had, um, I think the movie theater was Colorado. And Colorado gets it rough when it comes to situations like this. And again, like the, the whole mentally ill thing just seems to be, I mean, obviously something's wrong with you if, if that is what you decide to do. And I, I don't know. You know, let's go around. Let's go around. E? It's the, the, I, I understand what you're saying. The The first initial thing is that's their, well, like you said, we just came off of the, it was a bad day statement, right? From right. The, and it seems as though they, they like to create the, the soft narrative for, you know, anything that we don't, you know, outside of our color, what we do, right? That's not the first initial, you know, he was having issues at home or, you know, he was just, he just had a bad day. Like they'll never say that we'll just have a bad day. And that's the the functionality of it. Right. Um, it is sad. And you look at it and you just say, you know, the, the pictures are what really make you mad at the end of the day. Right. And it's because, and again, you know, we had the back and forth last week, you know, when Superfly said we don't want to hurt, you know, another, but you know, you get the frustration of, how many people they have that walk out that still get to take mug shots compared to the people that are taking deceased photos, you know, because they, they got, they got melanin in their skin. You dig like we, we're mourning them on t-shirts and, 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 and memes and, you know, stuff like that, as far as like just putting them out there where these people are having their due process in, in the courts that clearly, you know, I think they just even the one that really pissed me off. And I know side note, the dude that was in, I can't remember what, uh, it might have been Chicago, raped a four-year-old girl, you know what I'm saying? Like, beat her, like, all the whole nine, and they said, oh, he's too unstable to fit trial. Like, he knew what he was doing while he was doing that act. He he sought out somebody who was lesser than he was in order for this act to go about. And it's just like, come on, man. You know, it gets to the part where, it, you know, the frustration sets in. So that's where I'm at with it. Again, it's still early, and it's not going to change. You know, we, I mean, we have to invoke the change, but it's really hard to get that, though. Yeah, I mean, I feel that frustration, bro. It's like I saw a graphic on, 
don't remember if it was Twitter, Instagram, one of the socials, but it was just basically, it looked like, um, like the Brady bunch. And it had all these pictures where, you know, you had all these white terrorists who were taken in alive. And then you had all these people of color who died unarmed, uh, you know, like, and all these other people got like ARs and everything. And they actually literally killed people on the scene and they're just carried out. And, you know, instead, you know, you got people getting shot up in their bed, you know, um, people coming into their own home. Like it's, and the, the thing that's scary is and we've been talking about this for a while now, but you start to become desensitized to all the news. Cause like we were talking about, it's happening every week and it really feels like just, you know, minimal ground is being made up right now. But it, so, I mean, it's, it's just really tough, man, with all the, all the stuff going on right now. Like it's right. just. Somebody in Atlanta walked into a grocery store armed today and luckily no one got killed. But then when they, Arrested the guy when I took his car. He had more ammo and more weapons in his car. That was earlier today in Atlanta. Well, yeah, I mean, this, 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 this kind of stuff is just, man, um, it's just frustrating to see it consistently play out and the way it plays out. It's like we can almost predict down to the, like, the wording, how they're going to react how which news outlets are going to push a certain agenda. Like, it's it's so predictable at this point. It's the, For me, it's like, it makes me, it just makes you feel like there's nothing that you can really do. Like, we can vote, we can do all these different things, but when you have people running into stores and churches and movie theaters with guns ready to kill people, what is me voting in? This is just my opinion, right? And I'm it, I'm not saying not to vote, but what is me voting in a new district attorney or someone else going to do about that? Yeah, we can pass new legislation and things like that, but it's just like, I don't know, man. Every time we talk about gun reform, you have a bunch of people that are talking about the Second Amendment is the only way that we are protected from the government and the government wants to implement gun reform so that they can have complete control over us as citizens and all these different things and it's like i don't know man like i went on on instagram um because joe biden has said that this is this is a time now for us to pass gun reform and gun legislation and all these different things and uh a, a black culture news on instagram had posted it and I, I i remember seeing the comments people were upset like they want to put a ban on ar-15s and ARs and all these different things and i just commented why do you guys need ARs. Like, what do you need an AR for, right? And I got some insightful comments back. Some, some people were like, well, they're sporting rifles. We use them for those kind of things. And maybe if you guys were to lock, maybe if people were to lock up the criminals, we wouldn't need to talk about gun. My thing is, what do you mean lock up the criminals? Half the time, these people aren't on watch lists and stuff like that. These are just people that have nothing better going on in their lives that are just running into stores and shooting people up. You know what I'm saying? So exactly, us, there, there's not really a way for us to prevent those things from happening outside of removing the weapon that people have. And so there's other arguments where people are talking about, well, people die from stabbings more than they die from AR ARs, or people die from car accidents more than they die from ARs, and all these different things. And my and my response to that, at least the car accident one, is a car accident is an accident. Nobody goes on the road like, hey. 
I can't wait to drive into this person and kill them today. You know, like people don't really do that. And AR killing 10 people, having ammo and doing all of that stuff, that's premeditated. That means that you went out to get that equipment. So in order for us to make it harder for people to do things like that, I think it makes sense to put a ban on the ARs. At least people still have, you know, uh, pistols or whatever other gun they want to use. But the ARs were consistently, in my opinion, we're seeing these trends with these kind of guns. And it just it's it's just not worth it for people to be dying. And that's not doing something about it, because every time this happens, we have the same argument. Gun control, no gun control, gun control, no gun control. And we stay in the middle until something crazy like this happens again. And then we have the same argument again. And it, it repeats the cycle over and over and over and over again. And it's like, what are we when are we ever going to make some kind of change? Whether we don't have gun control. Or, you know, we do something now where it's not where we don't have gun gun control, like super gun reform or whatever. There has to be something has to get something has to change. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like nothing right. is changing. Right. We just keep waiting for mass shootings. I Absolutely. Don't know. I mean, so to go off of some of the things you guys said, one. What I've realized is at this point, no one's probably more powerful than NRA. They're in politicians pockets. I mean, they, they fund a lot of your favorite politicians or a lot of these people keep getting reelected. They they are backed heavily by the NRA. So, you know, it's hard to pass legislation if your pockets are getting fed by the people who make the guns or whatever. Right. Um, and then what you know, what does a criminal look like? You know, they're saying if we give, if we lock up all the criminals, well, what's a criminal? What does a criminal look like? I mean, you know, we everybody. They're, they're, Right. I was their their definition for criminal and if somebody could be wearing a hoodie and Skittles, a white tee out front of a a store in New York. But you know, let's say most most criminals wear suits. Right. They embezzle money. They own they own sports teams. <laughs> I mean no, let's, let's be real. Most right. most criminals don't look like people think criminals look like. They actually look the opposite. I mean, that's how they get away with it for so long. You know what I mean? Like, literally, you're like, oh, he doesn't fit the description. Like, hold on. What do you mean the description? Like, yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> exactly. So, and I don't get, you know, and all this week I've heard, you know, you know, weapons bans and stuff like that. Well, the 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 truth is the weapons are already out on the street. So if you stop making weapons, I mean they're they're already out there. So if you if you stop production of making guns, well, it's still easy to get one. You can you can find one anywhere if you're really gonna looking for it. I'm just rebutting everything that I've heard. This is not necessarily how I feel, but this is this is what it is. Um, Chris Rock had the joke said if the what you do is you just make bullets like one bullet be like five thousand dollars. So if somebody gets shot, you really have to do something to get shot, and then they go in and after that bullet like damn. That nigga must really did something if he got shot. So I don't know what what we do, um, but you know, at this point, I haven't seen anybody more powerful than NRA, and they're like a silent kind of thing. Like this, you don't see them; you just hear that they're there. You know, they're in your pockets. They don't have to. They don't have to go to meetings. They don't have, you know, they just cut you a check, and um, you're like, oh, okay. Power of that money. Cash with everything around me if I got it. Exactly. So what does what does a criminal look like? You know, what's this say? Exactly. Well, yeah, they got lawyers. That's why. Yep. 
I'm just saying the AR-15 is like the official gun of white supremacy, like white terrorism in this country. Like you look back at all these shootings, literally it's one weapon and they like all got ARs and kind of to piggyback on what Kizzle was saying, you know, yeah, one, why are they just so readily available? But also even just implementing something as simple as a background check where you can't just go in the same day and leave that same day just with an arsenal. Like there's just some common sense stuff that you think would just be so easy, but no one, you know, they feel like they're, you're, they're taking away the absolute, like their most precious Liberty. And it's like, bro, you've never even dealt with any kind of like, any kind any, anything in your life for you to feel this kind of way. You know what I mean? Like, this is ridiculous. Right. Right. I don't know. And it, the sad part is we know this is not the last one and you can't, you know, you necessarily can't pinpoint where the next one's going to be, but you just know there's going to be a next one. And, and that's just the sad part. All right. For those who are just joining us, uh, we are back with our podcast series tonight. And tonight we have Kizzle from the Express Your Black Man podcast. Express yourself, Black Man Podcast. My bad. But welcome to the show, brother. Um, I'm glad you could join us. So I'm gonna lead off and just just give give us a background on what is the Express Yourself Black Man Podcast. Um so it's it's it started off as a space for me to kind of rant and just you know talk about some of the things that I, I, I'm, you know, I was dealing with or am dealing with as a black man. And then I quickly realized that black men, uh, specifically black people, but specifically black men need a space where we can express ourselves healthily. Um, so I started the podcast in December after I went through a breakup, I got cheated on. And so I decided, you know what? Um, that was my first time going through a breakup, not, it was my first time getting cheated on, but it wasn't my first time going through a breakup. And, um, after that, you know, after that whole, that whole situation, I decided, you know what, I'm going to go to therapy. And so I went to therapy and at first I was like, man, women are evil, man. I hate women. And I was talking to my therapist about this and my therapist was a black woman. Right. And so she didn't take it personal or anything like that. Right. She understood where I was at and what was going on. Right. So I respect her for that. But she will always tell me like, well, you want to be in a relationship at some point in time. So how are you going to want to be in a relationship with a woman and also think women are evil and that you can't trust women. Right. And so I started thinking like, damn, man, she kind of right. How am I going to do it? Like, that doesn't make sense. So I had to kind of get out of that thought process. But I say all this to say, as I was learning things in therapy, I would start to go on my personal IG page and I would rant about it a little bit. I would have my story posts where I would have almost like a five minute video, but in my story, talking about stuff. So you can imagine, you know, IG stories are 15 second intervals. So a five minute video has a lot of, you know what I'm saying? Like it was a <laughs> lot of stories. So people would see it and they'd be like, oh, hell no, you know, swipe off. You know, I, <laughs> I ain't about to watch all this. Right. But there'll be people that would watch all of it. Right. And then I had this one friend that would always encourage me like, yo, bro, start a podcast, start a podcast. And I'm like, bro, leave me the hell alone. I ain't starting no damn podcast, man. That's too much work. Right. Um, and so I, after a while, I kept on doing that because I was learning so much about myself and about life and therapy that I just, you know, it just started to make sense for me to do the podcast. So I decided to start the podcast in December. And at first on my IG page, I would just post my podcast when the podcast episode would come up. When I would release a new episode, I would just post on my on my IG. 
And then when January came, I made a resolution to myself that I'm going to be consistent with posting um, on IG and trying to build the following and stuff. So that's why you see the pages where it's at now, because I'm actually like actively trying to curate content, find content, you know, interview people for the podcast, do different episodes, like actively engaging with the black mental health community and trying to build a community where people feel comfortable expressing themselves, especially black men. And I feel like I'm doing a good job of that right now because I have black men now to say certain things in the comments that, you know, we kind of feed off each other. It's like, I feel like it's really a, a, a community vibe and that's kind of what I was looking for. So that's what it is. It's really just a safe space for everybody to express themselves in hopes that it creates a community of healing because on social media, we know how toxic social media can be, man. Like, um, it, we know how toxic it can be. So I wanted to put something out there that was positive that a lot of us can get something out of. Nice, nice. Where, what was the, um, where the, the, the notion of going to therapy come from? Like was heard about it before? Was it something like, I didn't tried everything else I, except for this, you know, was it that moment of, you know, uh, I just got to make sure it ain't me like moment. Cause like, I feel like these are the things that kind of played through your head before you was like, all right, look, I got to do something. Cause like I said, something, they, I got to shake whatever has been happening. Cause this ain't happening no more. Yeah. You know, that's a great question. I'm glad you said that. It's kind of a mixture of all those things. Like when you were saying things, I was like, mm, okay, I definitely was thinking like that at one point in time. I was like, mm, yeah, I definitely was thinking like that at one point in time. So it was kind of a mixture, right? It depended on what phase I was in. So after my first breakup, I was really, really depressed. Therapy was not a thought at all, right? It was not a thought at all. Um, not that I was like against therapy. I just didn't know it was a route that I could take. You know, it just wasn't something I was thinking about. Um, so I went through my depression and I kind of like leaned on all my friends and my support system to get me out of that. Um, but the, the problem with that is when you're depressed, there's a reason, there's an underlying reason as to why you're depressed, like in situational depression. And it could be the situation, but it's also how you perceive the situation and how you're perceiving the situation has a lot to do with who you are as a person. And so if you don't understand what makes you tick, what your triggers are and all these different things, you are probably likely to be depressed again in the future. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not really addressing what the underlying issue is. So in that, in that phase, in that phase of my, you know, mental health journey, Therapy wasn't really a thing for me to think about. And so I went through the whole talking to my support system thing. And eventually I started to, I started this brand called, I started a project called a Kizzle brand and a Kizzle brand. After I got out of my depression, a Kizzle brand was a project, you know, is a project aimed at raising awareness for depression and helping people through difficult times. Um, and so when I started to talk about depression with people, I started to realize like, yo, if you're depressed, it just makes sense for you to go to therapy, right? And so I, that's when I really started to talk about therapy, but I still wasn't in it. So I would talk about it and it was an idea. Then it was an idea, like maybe I should go to therapy because now you're talking about therapy to people, but you're not even there. You know, you never, you never even been there, right? It sounds good, but you don't really know enough about it. And at that point, I was, in my head, I was fine. You know, I just thought, you know, I had been with, been through depression. I was just going through, you know, a rough time in my life, but I was okay enough for, for me to keep pushing on. So then when I got into that next relationship and then I got cheated on, I was like, oh, hell no, man. Now, like, you know, like at that point, the seed was already planted. The seed was already planted. I had already been talking about therapy and I had already been thinking about going to therapy, 
But now I got like smacked by life. So now I was like, all right, you know what? God, you got it, man. You got it. I'm going to therapy because obviously I need to do something right now. I've done the whole being depressed, talking to friends. I've done the talking about therapy and being by myself and being good. Let me just go to therapy now because I don't feel like talking to my friends is going to help me with this right now. Because I was just too upset. And there was no nothing nobody was telling me that was really helping me through what I was going through. Like there was nothing nobody could tell me that was really getting me to where I need to be, you know, where I need to be mentally, in my opinion. So that's why therapy was was the route of choice for me. Uh, welcome to the show, Superfly Kizzle. That's our our fourth member, Superfly, right there. Superfly, welcome. Um, Kizzle's just in the middle of explaining, um, you know, how his podcast came to be, um, and he heard just heard him speak on uh, therapy. Uh, CB or C Superfly, you got any questions? Well, I was going to start off, Kizzle, and just ask, you know, in the time that you've had the podcast going on, um, are there any stories that kind of, uh, I don't want to say they're necessarily success stories or anything, but things just within the community of the podcast itself that has been just kind of motivating to keep you going and everything? Yeah, man. And, and I'm glad you said that. And before I even talk about the stories, I want to say, like, uh, it's important that we, like when we see people doing stuff like this, like, uh, you know, projects or things that they're passionate about, it's important that you give them that validation. Right. Like, so one thing I want to say to y'all before I even say that, like, first of all, I like the way y'all doing this. Right. Like I, I like the vibe. It was very easy to join. I didn't really have to do too much. I came in here. Y'all already vibing. Y'all do it like it's I can tell y'all are passionate about it. Y'all on episode 90, you know, like people are not going to. That's why I ask y'all. Y'all do this every week. People are not going to be on episode 90 if they're not passionate about it, right? So I want to give y'all kudos because I already know I'm only, uh, I think, 12, 13 episodes into my podcast, and I already know how much effort goes into it, right? So, I, I you know, one podcast to another, I got to give y'all respects. But as far as, like, um, like I guess success stories, yeah, there's been a, there's been a couple. Um, one thing that I did recently was I, I fundraised for – there was a black man that DM'd me that was talking about uh, going to therapy, but he didn't have the money. He didn't have, he needed 220 to get started, but after that he could cover the, the weekly payments. And so I was like, all right, you know, this is a good time to test out the community and see how everybody, you know, if, if people really are for this, like if they really would be into um, donating or giving back to someone to actually get them therapy. And so I ran that fundraiser, I would promote it here and there. And people, we actually fundraised enough to get him the 220 to go to therapy. So that right there was a success story. More, more recently, this week, somebody DM'd me and was like, yo, I wasn't even going to do it, but I decided to basically like, I'm paraphrasing. They sent me a screenshot of them paying for therapy and they were like, yeah, I wasn't going to do it, but I decided to do it because I was just like, fucking, let me just see what I can get out of the first month of therapy. And most of that is due to, you know, you being so active with what you're doing. So like stuff like that is what keeps me going. And a lot of times, like, what happens is I'll send people therapy resources and they'll never respond to me. And either one or two things is happening. Either they got therapy and they're in therapy and they're fine, or they just never followed up on it. But a lot of times what it is, is people get therapy, they go through their process, they're fine. And, you know, but they just never really think to DM the page again because they're just, you know, like they're just going through their life. Right. So sometimes I check in with people and I, I've had people sent, uh, hit me back up and like, say like, yeah, you know, I found a therapist through this link or I found a therapist through this link because of you and the resources that you gave. So like those things are, those things are dope to me and they keep me going for real. So 
that was that was a great question. Thank you. That's awesome. Absolutely. There's a um a lot of services now where they're offering virtual therapy, but what I'm finding through personal uh trials is that um some are better than others as far as being able to provide, you know, therapists that are black or black men specifically. Like are there some um vendors that you find are more successful at that than others you know as far as like the virtual therapy goes and like those platforms um I, i'm not too sure so the ones that i know about are actually i got a list real quick i know about better help i know about talk space i know about cerebral um those are like the online platforms where you don't need insurance you can just go on there and just find a therapist but normally I don't send those to people. What I do is I have a curated list on the site in my bio. Actually, it's actually linked in my in my IG bio. If you link, if you click the link in my IG bio and you click therapy resources, there's a whole list of uh, links that are linked to therapy directories where you have therapy for black men, you have therapy for black girls, you have therapy. Uh, what else? You have clinicians of color. Um, you have psychology today. That's where I found my therapist. You have all these different directories where you just put in your zip code and you can scroll through and find a therapist that, you know, that looks like you or that can kind of relate to what you're going through. So you can see their picture and things like that. So that's kind of the way that I recommend you find your therapist, um, because with these platforms like BetterHelp, Cerebral and like the online virtual platforms, a lot of times. They don't really, you don't really, I don't think you get to choose who you're thinking. Yeah, you, you have to keep of, cycling until you, you know find somebody that's, that, that's not, for you. Yeah, it's that's not the best way to do it, in my opinion, because it's kind of like speed dating, you know, like yeah. that's not how you date in real life. I don't think any of us has speed dated, you know. When we're gonna date someone, we kind of are very meticulous, you know, we're we're yeah. very methodical about how we do that. So a therapist is is the same thing. You don't want to just have your mom tell you, hey. This is who you're dating, and then that's like, whoa. Exactly. You know, and I, like, I went yeah. through some of the. I went through one of those services. I'm gonna name it, but um, essentially, and I was cycling through. I was like, oh, bet I got a black male, you know, therapist. I'm about to start my therapy journey. He was like, I, I have mad capacity. I cannot help you. <laughs> so it's just like, obviously, it's, 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 you know what I'm saying. A demand, the demand is outweighing the supply right now. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, yeah, and you know that that's very true. I'm glad you brought that up. There are, uh, I don't can't remember what the stats are, so I don't want to butcher them, but just know like 1% of therapists right now are black males. Um, so just imagine anytime you see a black male therapist, you know, his caseload is probably ridiculous because there right. just aren't enough. There are not enough black male therapists. So it's, it's just one of those things where you kind of have to get lucky a little bit. Um, but you also have to know what you're looking for and um, be looking in the right places. Right. So like that list in my IG bio, that list would definitely help you because a lot of those lists have black therapists. Uh, so you can cool. kind of go through that and see. So I got a, I got a question for you. So um, when you were seeking out a therapist, right, what how did mm. you come down to what would fit you best? Did you have to go through a couple to figure out what was going to work for you or did you have something set in mind of what you were looking for, who you felt comfortable talking to? Uh, Yeah, you know, you know, I'm a good and a bad person to ask this question because (laughs) like I told you, my my story, right? When, When I first needed therapy, 
I was so fed up. I was just like, you know what, fuck it. Whoever I see that looks the best, I'm just gonna, you know, like it was so vain. It wasn't really like there wasn't, I didn't have enough insight to know what I needed, you know? So when I looked on, I went on psychology today, I put my zip code in. I scrolled through. This is literally how I chose my therapist. This is this is the worst way to choose your therapist, but this is how I chose my therapist. I went on Sakaji today. I put my zip code in. I scrolled through. I was looking for black woman. I would see black woman. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking, and I was like, "Man, she don't look good enough, man." And then I scroll, 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 scroll. Finally found a black woman. I was like, "Yo, she look alright." Like I would actually sit down and talk to her. She look alright. Cool. Sent her an email. Told her what insurance I had. We started. We had a initial call intake session and then since then it's been good she's actually a good therapist right like but that's kind of how i look for my therapist that is not how you want to look for a therapist uh, so the way <laughs> the way you want to look for a therapist now in, in, in my opinion is you want to do some self-reflection first figure out what you need right figure out what you need because that is going to help you determine what you want out of a therapist so the way I did it was kind of like very vain. Who looks the best? And think about that in dating terms. Like you can't just date the person that looks the best because they may have a fucked up personality, fucked up family life, all this trauma. That may not be the best thing. So you want to look a little, you want to dig a little deeper. The best way to do that, self-reflection, figure out what you need. If you're going through a breakup, um, maybe you want to talk to a woman because you can get insight from a woman. Maybe you want to talk to a man so that you guys can have kind of like a locker, a locker room kind of talk vibe. Um, it just depends on what on what you need, the things that you're trying to go into therapy to kind of rectify. And then when you look at therapists, like their profiles, they kind of tell you what they specialize in. So you have like family therapists, you have uh, therapists that specialize with like millennials, um, therapists that specialize with people that are, uh, you know, depressed, all these different things, LGBTQ, black people, all these different things. So the self-reflection is the most important thing. Identify what you what you want to, what you want to fix, I guess, or what you want to not even fix, what you want to address, identify what you want to address, and then look for a therapist that kind of can help you to address those things based on their profile or whatever it is that they have listed. So <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and say, it. Um, I appreciate the honesty and how you, uh, picture therapist because low-key if that was probably probably my mindset as well if i would have gone through that same process would have been right like, she looks mean that's no go you know what i mean because like some right. people yeah, I mean, already give you right. like uh, they give you a vibe right if you don't catch right. the vibe picture like you know she looks like the mean library lady you know like i'm not messing with her she gonna tell me no to everything but mm -hmm. um coming off of that after after well now that you've had the therapist that you have right and it's a female right. and it was initially like you said addressing the things that you wanted to look at have you thought about transitioning to the black a black man to then get the other side to see if what you're getting coincides with where it's coming from on the on the female side of the therapist mm, that's a good question i ain't gonna lie that's a really good question and you know why i'm gonna say i i my answer is hell no but the reason why the reason listen you have to understand why i'm saying hell no the reason why i'm answering hell no is because my therapist is so dope bro like my therapist is so dope that i would never want to um transition to somebody else just to see what it's like you know what i'm saying like we it's kind of like 
So I, I think of you guys as like, you guys are probably really good friends. You guys probably talk outside of the podcast. It seems like you guys talk outside of the podcast, right? Um, it's kind of like you guys trying to replace someone in this group with just somebody random just because, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, hey, let me just see what this person can, you know, it, it just it just doesn't make sense because where I'm at right now with my therapist, we've been in, I've been in therapy for almost since August, September, October, November. December, January, February, March, almost eight months now. She knows a lot about me. She understands the dynamic of the relationships that I have around me. Um, she just gets me. It's very easy to get into conversation with her. It's like talking to one of the bros. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't even feel like I'm talking to a woman most of the time. Like I will, we, I, I talk about almost everything. Things that I don't even talk to the bros about, you know, I tell her, right? So it's just, when you have that kind of vibe and that kind of connection, especially with your therapist, it makes it very smooth and very easy for you to kind of get to what the, get to the things that you need to address. So the answer is hell no, but not because I don't want to talk to a black male therapist or not because I don't feel like their value, their 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 insight is valuable. But it's just because I know what I'm getting right now from my therapist. I feel it. It's like the barbershop. You you find that you find that barber. You're not you're not trying to get that up. I get it. Hands down. I get it. Oh, you just struck a nerve a little bit just now because oh man. Oh man, because I remember I moved states and you know when you gotta break oh, up with no. your barber. Oh my god, man. You gotta break up with your barber and go find another barber. Finding a barber in a new state is the worst. It is the worst thing to do ever, man. You get your haircut messed up a few times, the hairline pushed back, all these things. Man, let's not even get into that. But yeah, nah, you right. It's worse changing a barber in the same state. Then you then you worried about bumping into him or something. But that shit actually is like speed dating. That would be the closest thing to speed dating that I could think of because it's like you get one bad cut and you're like, nope, on to the next one. Like there's not going back for the second one. Um I was gonna ask, is there since you started going? You know, there, a lot of people will be quick to point out um, behaviorally, you know, some changes that they, you know, might have. But are there any things that you've added to your routine or just things that you've switched up as far as your daily um, routine goes uh, that has, I guess, come about from having gone to therapy and, you know, just changing your mindset or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. So like a lot of so. I have to break down therapy for people so that you guys can understand. So like therapy is like, um, for those of you, I don't know if everybody went to college, but for those of you that went to college, it's like being in an undergrad classroom or not even just college. Just let's, let's just say school in general, right? <laughs> school in general, right? So anytime you go to school, you're not going to learn everything in school, right? They're going to teach you what they can in the 50 hour, whatever that they can but you have homework and things that you have to do outside of that. Therapy is the same exact way. We cannot address everything and I'm not going to just get, you know, a senzu bean and then be on my way and be good to go, right? Like that's not how it works. So, we talk about what the things that are bothering me, we talk about ways to kind of rectify that and then I have to go and do the work outside of that. So when you're talking about like behaviors and things that have changed, um like I have like a lot of like anxiety because of like past trauma and things that have happened to me or things that I've witnessed or things that I see on social media, like all those things create anxiety, especially when you're black and, you know, you're going through all this stuff in America. Right. So um, my therapist has helped me to kind of implement a routine where I wake up. Uh, I try to take some time to myself. 
I pray, I do my affirmations. And then if I feel like it, I will do like um, some meditation. And so that's kind of helped me to kind of set my day the right way. Whereas before um, I would wake up, first thing I'm doing is checking my phone. Let me see if I could post. Let me see if I could do this. Let me see if I could do that. Right. And I don't give myself enough time to just get into the flow of being up and alive. Like I'm just wake up and I'm on go mode and that's not the right way to do things. And that also, it doesn't really, it it just doesn't give you a space to be, you know, be yourself and be comfortable and just going through the motions of like getting up and all these different things. Um, So that's definitely something that's changed. Um, Also just, there's this word called emotional intelligence or like this phrase called emotional intelligence. Uh, it's like when you understand your emotions and why you're feeling your emotions. And then also you have a better, you know how to cope and deal with your emotions. So, you know, we, we make, you know, how we say uh, people make emotional decisions. Like a lot of times we make these emotional decisions because we don't even know we're emotional in the moment. Right. And so that is one thing that I have definitely gotten a lot better at with therapy because I will get frustrated and I'm like, okay. You're frustrated right now. Why are you frustrated? And I really go through the process of of trying to understand why I'm frustrated before I do something. And that's very important because we'll see people get frustrated and then they'll make a decision right away. My therapist always says, do do not make emotional decisions. That is the worst thing to do because you're putting yourself in a permanent reality based on a temporary feeling. You know what I'm saying? So you want to sit with your frustration, sit with your emotions, sit with whatever it is that you have going on and understand why you're feeling that. And if that feeling or that thought process is irrational, because a lot of the times when we feel these emotions, these very strong emotions, there's a lot of irrational thought that's driving that. And so you want to understand what the irrational thought is and then begin to attack that and not make some permanent decision that's going to put you in a reality that you didn't want to be in right so that's that's uh, those are some of the things that i've definitely learned from going to therapy that's a great question we got a question from one of the our watchers um roya she wants to know if educated queen wants to know uh do you journal yes i did i don't journal too much now but you know i do i do technically journal i don't journal how most people journal though when people think about journaling they think about you having a book you write down every day what you're going through and things like that That's not how I journal. The way I journal is when I get frustrated or something happens that invokes a strong emotional response, then I start to write about it so that I can talk about it in therapy a little bit. Right. So that's how I journal. But I write I write it in my phone. It's a lot quicker. I don't have to sit down and focus on writing on a writing in a book, because that to me is more stressful than actually just you know, going through what I, what I was going through. Right. So the way I journal is if I go through something stressful, um, or something that makes me feel emotional, then I write about it in my phone. Um, and I try to pinpoint why I was so emotional and then I'll bring it up in therapy because that's something that I went through during the week that I want to address and try to understand what, what was going on. So yeah, I do journal. I definitely do journal. Yeah. Um, before I transition the, the conversation real quick, does anybody have any other questions before I, I kind of shift the where we're going with this? Go ahead, brother. Shift. Okay. <laughs> um, so podcast related, right? How are mm-hmm. you? What are your plans? How are you going to brand? And is 
you're building, right? You're building this podcast, and there are a lot of a lot of podcasts out there, obviously, right? Um, what are your plans for branding? Um, you know, merch, that kind of stuff. Now, how how are you going to get the get the word out there? You know, that's a good question. Um, for me, it's kind of like. I don't really worry too much. I worry a little bit about those things, but I don't really worry too much about those things because I feel like once you're doing something with purpose and you're doing it with passion and you like what you're doing, what does it really matter if you have a million people following or a hundred million or 10 million? You know, like, like it, it doesn't really matter. So like, yes, I want to build. Don't get me wrong. I'd be crazy if I sat here and said, no, I don't want to build a, a following and I don't want to have people, a community, right? Um, but at the same time, I don't I don't want to put the stress of having to brand it um, because when I do that, then it becomes work and it becomes very stressful when it's supposed to be a release like this right here. This podcast that you guys are doing, I can tell the reason why you guys have been doing it for so long is because it's a release for you guys. Like it, I can see it. I can see it in everybody's face. This is very therapeutic for everybody in, involved. And you guys may not even understand that. But there's a community vibe here and there's camaraderie here. And that's the reason why you guys are doing it, because it's therapeutic to have these conversations. Um, so that's why that's that's kind of the way I want to keep it. And as far as like what you're saying is like branding and, and separating myself. Um, what I realized is that there's nobody that's lived all of the experiences that I have lived in the way that I have lived them. And so when I think like that, I'm like, all I got to do is talk about the things that I go through. Like, that is it. I don't have to be anybody else. All I have to do is just make an episode about something that happened. If I really had nothing to talk about, I can just bring up a story that I tell my friends that I think is funny. Like, it doesn't have to be this thing where it's like, oh, let me think about the next 10, 20, 30 episodes and make sure that they're branded in a way that Nike looks at it and wants to give me an endorsement. Like, I don't think about those things at all. I just make sure that I'm myself. I make sure that if I listen to an episode that I like the episode and if people don't mess with it or people don't like it or it doesn't do as well i don't really care because at the end of the day the way i look at the podcast is it's something that i'm doing for me and not for everybody to enjoy absolutely, right so, absolutely absolutely yeah. absolutely um yeah. i think that was one of the things when we started we were like i don't care if we get one one listener is a success to us right you know because again it, it having it's hard to connect you know you have to you have to come out of the no out of nowhere and have people who never heard you, you know, relate to you. And I think that, you know, you surround most people that you go into business with, you can relate to it in some way, you know, like these, these three guys right here, you know, a, a part of them, you know, I, I see myself in each one of them, you know, and we all have history in many different ways. So I'm the, I'm the connector between those three. Right. So, mm -hmm. and then we, and when we form together, it just worked. You know, right. I, I think that, and it's not forced. So sometimes when you force things, like you said, it, it doesn't turn out right. It has organic is 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 being is huge. Uh, what's your social media? Uh, how can people find your podcast? When does it come out? Um, yeah, so social media is at Express Yourself Black Man. The podcast I normally do every Sunday. I drop an episode every Sunday. I may change the cadence depending on how tedious that gets. Um, but I've been doing that for about three months now. I missed one Sunday. So I would say that that's, that's the normal cadence. So I'll drop an episode every Sunday, but I do post on that IG. 
daily. So there's like, I try to, um, I try to just post things that I feel like I would like to see. So I treat it the same way I do the podcast, right? Like if, if I wanted to see, if I want to see something uplifting, I post about uplifting stuff, you know? So like I post every day, I try to keep it uplifting, positive, mental health related, or, you know, somebody expressing themselves in a, in a healthy way. And everything is, uh, express yourself, black man. Yeah, the podcast is is called Express Yourself Black Man. It's on all podcast streaming platforms. So uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, uh, Pandora, iHeartRadio, all of those, all of those podcast platforms is on there. Um, if you are looking for like the therapy resources or anything else, you can find that in the link in my bio. Perfect. Uh Educated Queen, ask your question. We're not going anywhere. I'm, I'm just trans. I'm transitioning the conversation. Uh, so I ask your question. We'll come back to it when, when it pops up. Um, so while, while we're here, uh, I gave you some homework to do, Kizzle. I, uh, I hope you saw that. Uh, what was this it? Is we this is something we ask everybody. Um, oh yeah, 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 the sneaker, right? Yeah. Uh, this is the uh, top three. This is going to be top three movies of all time top three albums of all time but this is something mm. we ask everybody so um okay let's shoot let's start with top, your movies your top three movies that you of all time let's start with that top three movies i like will smith a lot so i'm gonna say seven pounds this is not in order this is not in order by the way i'm gonna say seven pounds i'm gonna say pursuit of happiness hmm what is my third What's a movie that I watch a lot? Let's come back to the third. Let's come back to the third. But seven pounds, seven pounds in pursuit of happiness. Those, those are those, those are deep. Top. Those, those are, are yeah, right some tear jerkers. Okay. Yeah, those are you know like. And the funny thing is, I really like I really like action movies a lot. But when I watch Seven Pounds, man, like it really did make me cry. That movie made me cry. I think Absolutely. I don't know if I cried. I don't, I don't know if I cried in pursuit of happiness, but seven pounds did make me cry. And I feel like when a movie can really invoke that kind of emotion out of you, it's a good movie, right? It did what it was supposed to do, obviously. So uh, seven pounds in pursuit of happiness are my top two. And then I'm going to give you guys the top three albums and I'm going to come back and give you another movie. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully I can think of one. Um, <laughs> so top three albums, and this is not in order, um, but top three albums, I'm going to say... Uh, uh, is that? I can't remember the name. It's Forest Hills Drive. The J Cole. The J Cole. J Cole. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Forest Hills Drive. Um, yeah. <laughs> love yours on that album, bro. That album. Uh, absolutely. That song, love yours. Are you a J Cole fan? Absolutely. That's <laughs> a J Cole fan. What? <laughs> 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 I might have to change up my sneaker. No, I'm not gonna change up my sneaker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um next, next album. Uh Good Kid Mass City. I mess with that album. Absolutely. I mess with that album. Third. Hmm. You know, I'm I'm a big, I was a big Meek Mill fan. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put a Meek Mill album in there. The, his most recent album, Championships. I like the album for the for the things that he talked about, and I feel like if you listen to Meek when he first started his career, compared to that album, it's so much growth, 
And I think that's what you want to see, especially in an artist of like his stature, where he came from like he came from basically like battle rap to mainstream, you know, mainstream rap. And he he really changed the way he he didn't change a lot about himself, but he changed the way he made music and it sounds so much better. Like if you listen to his music, you really wouldn't think that he had a battle rap background, um, especially in that album. So I like that album a lot. It was it was it was a lot of versatility from him. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna throw a Meek Mill album in there. Uh, okay, so those are my top top three, and then my third movie. <laughs> third movie. Hmm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Home Alone. I'm gonna say Home Alone. I can watch Home Alone. I can watch Home Alone. Home Alone is one of those movies I can watch over and over and, and over and over again. So I'll say Home Alone. I like that movie. Dope. Even though it's so unrealistic. It's so <laughs> unrealistic. It would never happen. It would never actually happen. But, but you know, I'm going to say that movie. If it was going to happen, it would be a family that looked like that family, though. That's I what was going to say. say the same thing. <laughs> That's the yeah. only way the kid ends up back at home and the parents don't go to jail. Yo. Right. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, in that aspect, it is re- realistic. I thought, I thought for your, when you said you was a Will Smith fan, when you got your albums, you're going to give me getting jiggy with it. Uh, oh, nah. I thought it was about to hit that. Like, come on now. No, no, no. I ain't that deep of a fan. Okay. Um, so Educated Queen's question was, um, do you plan on partnering with uh, Charlemagne since he's a big mental health advocate for black men? Well, well who? Uh, do you plan on partnering with Charlemagne from Breakfast Club? Oh, uh, Charlemagne. A, I mean, yeah, because he's he's a big mental health advocate for black men. Shit, if, if Charlemagne would... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> if he if, if he reach out, I mean, who the hell is gonna say? Just no? say yes. You know, like, <laughs> universe, yes. The answer the answer is is hell yeah yes. Um, yes. so maybe 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 sometime in the future, hopefully we'll see. Maybe I'm gonna send oh. a maybe I'm gonna send him a DM. Maybe this is a sign to send Charlemagne a DM. Maybe he just up right now. Well, I mean, you know, the show is posted too, so it'll get to him. I'll tag yeah. him. I'll tag him in the video. It'll get to him one way or another. Um, he never asked us about partnering with the versus club. <laughs> Ninety episodes, just like never, never came up. He throws away first. First new guest come on, y'all out of here. Um, so we want to thank everybody who's been watching. We're not going anywhere yet, but um, we want to thank Kizzle for joining us and uh, talking about express yourself, Black Man Podcast. Um. Just dope, just dope. I'm glad you could be a part of this episode. And definitely shed a lot of light on things, and this is probably one of my favorite episodes. Most uh, as of recent, it just just felt good. Like last week, we touched basis on you know black and men in general showing emotion. You know why? You know why is it tough to show emotion sometimes? Uh, and so this whole pandemic, we've just been trying to do different things. Like we did the black business series, and we're still working on that. Like we want to spotlight. You know, business, local black business, so any black business that may have been struggling during this pandemic because a lot of a lot of them were struggling, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to bring spotlight to new podcasts or any kind of podcast out there because just there's more to it than just us. I mean, there's a huge community, and sometimes you just gotta you know reach out, and you never know. That's that's how you 
that's how we've been trying to do it. Right. But um, just appreciate your time because I know, look, you could have been doing many other things, but your time, we appreciate your time for coming and sitting down with us and just just talking, man. Absolutely. Especially four guys absolutely. you never met. That's that's tough to do. Yeah, no, nah, absolutely, man. Yeah, and like I said from from the jump, you guys made it very easy. I like the way you guys uh, have it. I like the flow. Um, and and on top of that, like you guys, uh, you guys been following from from a, a while ago, from before. Yep. You know, I had the amount of followers that I have now. So, um, I, I respect it. There's a lot of people that say they want to do things, that want to do collabs and do this and do that. And then they don't end up following through, right? And you guys, you know, follow through. You hit me back as far as like the podcast and stuff goes. So I know that the intent was there and you had it very simple for me to, you know, to do. You sent the link. All I had to do was click it and get on here and have a conversation, man. So like uh, kudos, kudos to you guys for having a platform and for doing this for as long as you guys have been doing it. Because people don't understand the level of effort that it takes to do this week after week after week after week after week after week man. and so still feel that, motivated that to do it. exactly right because you have those weeks right you have those weeks where you're like eh, fuck that shit man i ain't doing that shit this week, <laughs> you know exactly. what i'm saying like that you know like let's just be real let's just be real you have those weeks where you're like yo fuck this shit man i ain't doing and it it helps you know? when you got like three other people that kind of if you're not feeling yeah. it because everybody's not on their a game all the time and if right. you got somebody else to feed off of you know that's perfect. Uh, so I say all that because this is the point in the show where my opinion changes about my brother right here sometimes. <laughs> he, he can go, I mean, we don't point all the way through the show. Then we get the, is it just E segment? And shit just goes downhill sometimes. But uh, okay. all right, E, set it up. So, uh, you know, because let me just, so this segment as, my brother would say is uh, downhill. It's not really downhill. It was set up to um, challenge the status quo of what people like, what people think. Uh, okay, you know, I like it. Um, one of the biggest ones that really to this day that pissed people off that I've done was tell everybody that lemon pepper wings are trash. <laughs> I knew that was the one. <laughs> Still to this day, I get a lot of flack from that. The, you know, there are some people in the in the chat. The Chipotle one was pretty bad too. Yeah, oh, that would, but the seeds, there was somebody else what? on here that agreed with me, so that I'm was respecting what you, what you say about, you say about Chipotle. Oh, I said Chipotle was trash. Like, <laughs> you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy, man? I, you know, I'm not really disagreeing with you on some of these takes, man. See? Oh, oh, really? oh, he be on to something, man. Hey, you on, you on to something, man. So, I'm not right. gonna, I'm not, hey, I'm not gonna even, I'm not even gonna get mad at you because, first of all, I've had. I think it depends on where you get the lemon pepper wings from. I'm just, I'm gonna just say that. But I've had some lemon pepper wings where I'm like, eh, is this, you know, is this what Rick Ross be talking about in all these songs? You know what I'm saying? Like, is this what Rose be talking about? Right. I would take, I would take my buffalo, I would take my buffalo wings I, over this ten times any day. You, you know what I'm saying? All right. And I've never been a big Chipotle guy, so I don't know, man. Chipotle is just, uh, yeah, it's just like, uh, I mean, I agree with that one. Yeah. All righty. But you know, so, so this one, uh, this is it in regards to, um, I just saw the, the, 
the uh, the news that they're going to open up uh prince's spot for people to come through and, and view you know his uh you know his house the the you know kind of like a museum set up all the stuff that he had in there they let they let people see the ashes they put the yeah. ashes on this boy and it got me to thinking that we have yet to have this debate on either apollonia or vanity which has always been a classic which one are you taking so is it just e is the segment of which one you taking apollonia or vanity and cleo i'm making you go first because oh absolutely so it's all in water here i mean i'm gonna go with vanity vanity had the catalog she's got the longer list of collabs vanity's on the times look vanity's Vanity, hands down, because Apollonia is just the lookalike that had to come around and replace the original when the original was gone. So, um, it, it is. It, he, she looked just like it. Like some people still get the two confused just because of the, of the sound, but nah, I mean, to me, well, it's look, easy. But look, you know, you know, Prince did that on purpose, though. I mean, you know, he had to. I mean, he had he had the group, the van, come on, it went from Vanity Six to Apollonia Six. So the group was there, and he when his when he lost his lead singer, he needed he had to fill his shoes. I mean, I think they were in the middle of getting ready to shoot Purple Rain anyway, and those characters were written in there. So he had to go find someone like that. And then the truth, I'm saying, I'm about to get in real quick on some history. <laughs> no, leave that alone. I mean, real quick, real quick, real quick. So you know, Prince and uh, Vanny actually dated. That was the story. A lot of people don't know uh, Apollonia was married. So that that whole that was just imagery just set up. She still was bad. Believe that she was the replacement. I'm just saying she was still bad. The replacement. Just just be be honest about that. She was still bad though. She was. I'm not taking it away. I mean, all right, just all right, just all right. Okay, give me what you got, man. Why you got to be doing this, bro? Um, I want to defer to the original. That's. That's what I want to do. Um, and Kaleo just made a bunch of points. So it's like, yo, I can just kind of piggyback off of all that. And that makes my job kind of easy. But um, I, I, yeah, uh, in turn, like when I'm thinking about the catalog and all that kind of stuff, um, I would I would give the edge to, to vanity in, in that in, in that situation. Um, but for me. You know, not necessarily going through and picking out what my therapist looks like and stuff, but I'm not one to complain if there's a pretty woman in front of me regardless. So it's one of those things where who's really losing in this situation? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the perfect, perfect segment to now. Kids will sold you after that one. <laughs> Bro, yo, this guy, <laughs> this guy is funny. You know what's crazy? I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna lie. When you said Apollonia or Vanny, I said, what the hell is he? I don't even know. I don't know these I don't know these. I, I never listened to them. I don't know them. I just looked them up. So I'm just gonna go which way? First of all, on the left is Apollonia. I'm trying to think of which your left is. Front and forward, facing forward is Apollonia. To okay. the side, the side profile is vanity. Mm, I'm gonna go with Apollonia because she look, you know. I'm just going. I'm gonna pick it like how I pick my therapist. She look like you know, <laughs> you know. See that? She honestly, look like she ready. Strictly, strictly honestly, he ain't care about nobody's catalog. Know. We know. We know exactly what this question is about. It ain't about no damn catalog. So just keep <laughs> this going. 
Now I'm in, I want to hear Superfly's answer. I got it. I mean, on that note, like the excellent, they have an excellent catalog. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm all about the catalog as a married man. You know what I'm saying? So don't get the, the music, the music is amazing. You know, we only seen one of them though, for real, for real. So I I had to go with Apollonia. <laughs> y'all seen that movie? Y'all know that? Y'all know about Lake Minnetonka? Like, they, Big facts. I'll be the tiebreaker. It's definitely Apollonia because, like you said, we seen that the Lake Minnetonka was uh, blessed very well. So you know that's where we're gonna lead that at. But uh, yeah, I okay. So here's the question: What's the all time? What, what's, what's bigger, nasty girl or sex shooter? That's not. That's not. That's not the second. But I'm question. just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm playing that game today. Okay. We not. We okay. are not playing that game today because I know this was close to your heart dealing with Prince. We are not playing that game today. Leave it at that. That'll be another time. We'll 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 introduce that. You know we got you, that music segment coming up. You know what game we playing now, right? I'm going to cut that real short real quick. So this is the part where we talk shoes, right? Since we're sneakerheads, shoes get it, they get it, they get its own intro, right? So now that you know that, you know, this is all about shoes. Real quick, the lady that was holding up the one, that's Jessica Harris. She was a mental health specialist. She came on and talked therapy with us. That was a really good episode. Um, and she had fly kicks. <laughs> right, I ain't gonna do it anymore. I promise. I'm not gonna do it. Anymore. I, I'm not gonna do it. Um, so this is the point. This is the copper drop of the week. CB spotlighting the shoe. We're gonna go around. We're gonna talk about if we copper the drop it. So CB, what we got this week? So this week we are talking about one of the most iconic shoes in the Allen Iverson library that's restocking, coming back. Um, one of the OG colorways of the Iverson Four. Uh, the answer four. Um. I remember these joints back in, I think when they originally came out, I was in middle school. I was like, man, I just wanted to be AI. You know what I mean? I already had my questions. My parents weren't buying me multiple pairs of shoes. I didn't have a job. So I never owned a pair of these fours. And they've re-released them a couple of times. I want to say they haven't done anything in about three years, but this is one of the OG colorways. Um, and it wasn't this colorway, but... This was the shoe that AI was wearing when he stepped over Tyron Lue. Like that's Ooh. what that is like the the answer for will forever go down in history because that was the shoe that AI was wearing when he stepped over Tyron Lue. So that's a big moment. But um, for me, this this is going to be a cop. Um, like I was saying, I didn't have a pair of these when I was younger, and AI is one of 
you know, he's one of the goats in, in, in my, in my book. So um, for me with the OG colorway coming back, and this is supposed to be like basically a one-to-one for the original. So they're not mixing anything up. Um, and so for me, this is going to be a cop and uh, comes out April 14th and they're retailing like for 130. Yep. Yeah. They still got the DMX soul on them. Um, I'm a drop. Uh, this wasn't my. This colorway wasn't my favorite colorway. I did like the, the black, but, and this also had a zipper on the two. But yeah, this, I'm gonna drop on these. E? You're crazy. This is a must cop. Um, this was the first non Nike shoe that I ever put my foot in that was uh that I felt was um good enough for me to play in was this shoe i uh, had the the black and white silhouette uh these red and gray ones is definitely getting copped uh strictly for the nostalgia reasons and uh again because ai is the man and again you know me being the smallest point guard you know on the squad i you know i had my Allen iverson moments you know so uh these are definitely a cop chisel yeah. cop a drop uh definitely gonna say a cop AI, come on, the answer. You and the way CB brought this in. So talking about how how much of a classic shoe this is, I had to go and look at the photo of AI stepping over Tyron Lou, and he definitely wore. He definitely <laughs> um, not this colorway specifically, but he was wearing the black and white colorway. I wish they would brought if they bring back the the black and white colorway for sure, for sure. Like that's definitely a cop. But these, I'm these sure are, it's coming. These are fire, in my opinion. Like, I just like the way – I don't know if I would dress them up, but I definitely would – I wouldn't mind playing ball in these, for real. Like, these are these are hard, man. Like, these are super, super hard. All right. As, as a brand loyalist, you know what I'm saying? Plus, like, being uh, – as a brand loyalist when they first came out, that's a drop for me because I just don't be rocking Reeboks like that. But I appreciate the story, and I'm glad you tied it in. With the step over because that was a an iconic moment, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's a it's a draw for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh so Kizzle, this is the the shoe portion where we spotlight a shoe. Um you so you have the option of going first to last. Uh well first, did you bring a shoe? Yeah, I did. I did. Okay. I'm looking at so you want to go first or you want to go last? Um uh... I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go first. I got a shoe right here anyway. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so I don't know if y'all can tell by the box, but I'm gonna show you how the box first. Ooh. Does anybody know what does anybody know what these are? Definitely a, a Jordan. No, uh, is that a Jordan box? Yeah. Okay. They are, they are. I, I guess you could technically call them a Jordan. They're not a Jordan. But you you you're gonna see why I say you could technically call them a Jordan. Um, so I'm opening it up. They got almost everything. You know what I'm saying? Like they got a, a nice little dust bag in there. They got some extra mm-hmm. extra laces, extra laces. <laughs> um, so let's get to this. Let's get to the shoe. So these are called Air Kai's. Okay, let me jump to it. They're called Air Kai's. So the reason why I like this shoe is because it's a black company that went through and they literally, I guess, in my opinion, they deconstructed an Air Jordan 1 and they reconstructed it 
again, but they, you know, obviously got rid of the check, put their their lightning bolt in there. This is a New York edition, so it has New York right there. Um, they have like, well, not in this pair, but like in some of their pairs, they have like the number, like because they had a certain number of of um, of, of units that they made, so they have mm -hmm. like the actual number that it is. Um, and then on the bottom, like just the detail, you know, like Eric High. Um, so I, I, I mess with them. Like I know a lot of people gonna look at them and be like, "Oh, these are spinoff. These are knockoff ones, right?" Like these are just some bootleg Chinese factory uh, knockoff ones, right? Um, but but if you were to buy these, these are I I promise to God, these are better quality than any ones you've ever had in your life. Like when I put when I grabbed these, I was like, "Yo, this is what real leather feels like." <laughs> Like Nike takes a lot of shortcuts with our sneakers and we just buy them because we don't know any better, right? We just don't know. But when you actually buy other shoes and you see the products and stuff that they use, like everything on here is a lot more, it's just a lot more sturdy and it has a different feel to it than, than like I have the, I have the, uh, I have the Royals and I like, I can, when I touch, when I compare the feel of these sneakers to the Royals, I can tell the material on this is a, is a lot higher quality. Um, so this, I mess with these heavy. Um, and if you guys want to see, if you guys want to see the guy, his name is Cool Kai on IG. That starts with a K, so it's K O L L, K O L L. Whoa, I can't spell K O O L dot K I Y on IG. Okay. Um, and then he also has another page called Air Kai, so that's Air dot K I Y on IG. Nope. So you can see, like, you could be able to cop these stickers and stuff like that. Yeah, so he has a bunch of other colorways, not even just this. He has this. He has them in um, shadows. Uh, breads, um, and then bands, I think, too. So, yeah, these, these are these are one of my favorites because these are, um, this is a collab, too. It's, it's not just him, it's him and another black designer from New York that's doing this. So. That's cool. Dope, yeah. dope. Uh, you want to go? Yeah, I'll go ahead. So, uh, you know, I know Kizzle just uh, shitted on Nike's quality, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> go with Nike's. Uh, and uh, actually, you know what? These are, um, it was the colorway for me, and Cleo would know why when, when he sees the color. I already know what the colorway is. Go ahead. <laughs> yep. So I would hit with the, the, Air, the uh, Air Max Plus. Like, again, you know, uh, just a simple colorway. Um, this, these were the these were our football ESPN colors. It's still true yep. you know, to the art. It to me again, it, it uh, a clean shoe, but that color that's gonna have everybody looking at them. And uh, you know, you can't go wrong with this. And you know, I had something else I was gonna show, but I'm a, I'm gonna save it for another another one. And uh, hopefully, that good old stock X will stop playing with me and come through with the you know and, and make it happen. So. But uh, right. yeah, I had to get me one of these, and uh, the colorway was definitely a must. Um, this one with the plus, I don't know if you realize, it has that, uh, it's the, uh, the the material for me, uh, which, because if you remember the first ones, it was so damn hard on the on the, on the the actual body of the, the, the shoe, but these have definitely got more, more cushion for it, and again, you'd be able to kind of get a lot of wear out of this, and they'll probably break easier, but definitely cop a pair. Dope. CB? Uh, yeah, CB? Yeah, I'll go. So in um, 
I guess going with a uh, recent theme where uh, E didn't actually bring a sneaker out. He brought out a pair of slides. Um, I'm switching it up. I don't believe I've ever done this before, but. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Harry, I see you. I'm pretty (laughs) sure back when we had to go into the office, I think I've only ever worn these once. Um, yep. I remember but those. these are some these are some Darth Vader Sperry's. They got look at this. Can you yep. see that? I remember yes, those. Is those that translucent dope. or is it yeah. like the print on the yeah. vinyl? Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, and it, and it's red. Um, so red and black. Y'all already know that's like my favorite color combination. Um, <laughs> I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. Like I got a Darth Vader tattoo and shit. Like. One of my buddies that I play softball with sent me the, he sent me a link to these and I just went and bought them. Like it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, this is just, this is on brand for me. So um, first time ever breaking out, you know, some, some dog the shoes. There you go. So, you know. This is hard. Like yeah, if I could walk hard. around with the Imperial March plan and I'm just, you know, exactly. with these and like, you know, I don't know. I, I'd feel, I'd feel powerful as shit. Can't be stopped, man. Uh, Superfly, you got anything? I don't have nothing tonight, man. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll close it out. Um, so the fellas privy to this, this, this win, this sneakers that win a while back. Um, but these are the, Co-pays fours. Uh, you can't really how get a good feel on the color, but how do you like right that like cracked leather feel on uh, there? It's, it's actually okay, but then it's got like some glitter and shit that comes off on it when you when you like kind of rub across it. But it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different feel. I mean, I, I take it no different than the deconstructed uh, look most of the time. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's almost like um, one of the Travis colorways that we saw Travis wear um, that you couldn't get your hands on because it's friends and family. So they just came out with, you know, a pair of, you know, Apollonias because you couldn't get the vanity, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'll take the Apollonias. There you go. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. What did I just walk into? <laughs> shout out, look. Shout out to Daddy Cake Piper. Shout out. Um, look, Piper, was, she was on the show for the Black Business Series. Uh, and she had something big going on, and it premiered tonight. She's on, um, uh, what's the name of the show? HBO e. Max. It's called, uh, was it uh, Baketopia? Baketopia. Baketopia, yeah. You stream it on HBO Max. Uh, and you I don't can't know if- miss her. Because if you look at the uh, like the just the shot, the preview for the episode, it's literally her. Like you can't you can't right. miss it. So right. it's they, like they gave her the thumbnail. Like this is this is how we feel about this whole episode. We're gonna give her the thumbnail, right? Right. No. They knew what they were doing. Absolutely. So shout out to, to Piper. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Kizzle again. Uh, for everybody who's just joining or. Uh, I want to thank Kizzle for joining us for Express Your Black Express Yourself Black Man podcast. Um, be sure to check his, his content out. Uh, he's doing some good things over there. Tell everybody where they can find you real quick. Uh, at Express Yourself Black Man on IG. 
Um, we would definitely be in touch, man. Um, see where you go from here. And I'm, you know, I, I listen to your shows. So I'm, I'm, I'm hip, man. I'm a fan. I we appreciate you for, again for spending some time with us and just having fun, man. I appreciate you guys. I love, I love the format. I love what you guys are doing. This is, this is definitely dope. And I can, like I said, I, I feel like it's therapeutic. I feel like you guys get a lot out of it. Absolutely, man. All right, man. Hundred percent. Ah, so here we are, right? I feel like this is like a, a Jerry's kind of final thought, right? Um, so about three years ago, nine, 90 episodes ago, right? We 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 had an idea, and we did a thing. Uh, I, I educated queen at work was like, you know, the guy should do this, do this show, right? Do this, do a, do a podcast. On. At this point, I had no idea what a podcast was all about. I just knew, you know, people got on the microphone and just talked. And at me and CB, we played around like, what the hell are we talking about? Well, you know, we found the idea of sneakers. We found the idea of, you know, movies. We just talk about, we know that stuff. And then whatever happens from there, we can grow. And then we knew we're like, well, for our first episode, we can be deep. We can just, you know, we got to talk about something, right? We got to figure show that we have depth and, you know, whatever. And then I remember, like, okay, well, shit, that's the easy part. Well, how the hell are we going to record this? How are we going to get this done? Like, we we, we tried out, and I've told this story plenty of times. Like, we tried out, like, Google Rooms. At that point, this is before, like, it had became big. Like, it was like Google Chats or whatever. Now it's like Google, because of the pandemic, it's like Google Rooms. You can do all this stuff or whatever. And we decided we had no idea what we were doing. My computer was shit at that point. But then it was like the perfect circle uh, because my boy Superfly, I knew he I knew he had the equipment. I knew he wanted to get in the podcast. I think in our chat uh, with our production side, with the dramatics, I think he was saying, you know, he was trying to do that. And bada bing, bada boom, you reach out. And that's just the kind of guy he was. He let us, he let, you know, let us in. And I'm like, look, let's do this. You know, I got you. We, you know, we could do figure out the things I need to work on, how to record this podcast, and me and CB need to figure out how to even just host create, one. right? Create almost like forced chemistry, like on a mic, because it's different when you just playing it off, right? But you know, see, uh, Superfly opened up his house and he let us record not only the first episode, but he's like, you know, come, you know, do it again. Let's keep doing this. And then Superfly's house became the hub of recording, you know, uh, and before, oof, geez, before we get, I close this out, uh, tonight, is it safe to say, man, I'm doing all this, mm-hmm. tonight is, uh, and Kizzle kind of, I mean, I don't know if foreshadowing or whatever, but tonight is Superfly's last episode with us, you know, and it's, it's you know, oof, you know, it's there, I mean, I feel it right here, so I know it meant something for 90 episodes. You know, it was just, it's not going to be like, oh, you know, it's not going to be easy, but, you know, 90 episodes in, and that's my boy, but, you know, I know he has bigger things that he wants to do, and to commit yourself to a project that you necessarily didn't know you were going to get ready to get committed in on, 90 shows in three years later, you know, and here we are. But I, I'm going to let the other guys, you know, if they got something to say before I close it out. Yeah, man, Superfly, like, it's it's wild to think about, you know, just getting together at your house those first couple of times, and then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, no, we're, in, it's, this isn't just me and Phil, this isn't just CB and Kaleo, like, Superfly is part of this too, and, 
you know, it's just been dope because this is obviously how me and you started a friendship, like literally through, right. you know, the show. Um, and then, you know, being able to be homies and stuff outside of it. Um, honestly, cannot wait for trap trivia to, for that, to be able to be a thing again. Cause, um, uh, some, some of us in the room have gotten to see you behind the tables, like many, 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 many times. Um, and you know, for me, I don't get to see, I haven't gotten the opportunity as often. So it's one of those things where, um, excited to be able to get to see you back behind the deck and everything. And it's just been awesome, man. Uh, like I know that we're gonna, we're, we're homies outside of all this stuff. Right. So, um, it's not like you're really going anywhere. Yeah. I'm not going um, anywhere. <laughs> but, like one of those things, like 100% appreciate everything that you've done for us. Um, everything that you've done, uh, specifically that's helped me grow in, you know, the, in the show. So, um, you, it's one of those things where you can't be replaced. Uh, but like we said, you hear that we, E? Like it's one of those things where um looking forward to what you got going on next. It's one of those things where we can't be um upset about you getting ready to take like some big steps. You know what I mean? I excited for you. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. As the uh the, the the youngest one in the crew to come along and you know, I had to clearly get the stamp of approval from you, you know, to to join this this set, you know. Um in the uh what funny i, I don't want to say short amount of time because i feel like it's been longer than a short amount of time because we do shows every week so right. what would have been a every like once a month situation and i wouldn't have got to know you you know as much as uh that i have now you know i appreciate your, your talent i appreciate your guidance and um you know the fact is that you are leveling up you go into bigger and better things and i believe that you know, uh, it's all for a reason. It's all for a purpose. Uh, everybody in this in this podcast can honestly say that, you know, we've benefited from each other. Um, you know, just the knowledge that we kick in here, but also the uh, just the straight up camaraderie that we have within our text thread of just, you know, checking up on each other and just really just being on some real genuine, you know, uh, what it is. And it's, you know, uh, that to me is the best thing that you can have. Um, and then of course you put on top of that, that you, you know, know what it is, you know what it is, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll put that on the map, but you know, and again, man, uh, I will say this, you know, I was privy to your, uh, your DJing, uh, from the podcast and that, you know, made me a fan and, you know, it, this opportunity was, you know, from that. So, you know, I appreciate you for that. And I definitely hope you, you know, keep doing that, bro. Cause like I said, you're amazing at it. And, you know, people got to recognize the skills. No, I appreciate it sincerely, man. And like, so to tell, to tell a story, too, from my perspective, like, um, you know, three years ago, I was coming off of like a kind of a heartbreak because my favorite podcast, the dude who got me into loving podcasts, Reggie Osei, Combat Jack, he died of cancer. And that yep. was like a pivotal thing for me because it was like, yo you know, life isn't promised, man. And I think we really learned that this past year and didn't, didn't see this coming. Um, but it really like made me switch and just go like, what are you waiting for? You know what I'm saying? Just go in and do what you want to do. And, and that was the main impetus around trying to get into podcasting. So then I, you know, I was telling Kaleo like, yo, I think I'm gonna start my own podcast. I just want to, you know what I mean? Learn how to do this and get nice. I had no experience. I hated the sound of my voice. 
You know what I'm saying? I had no idea how I was going to do it. And then he was like, yo, I want to start a podcast too. I was like, well, shit, like I need to learn. I can learn. You mind if I practice on y'all? You know what I'm saying? I had no foresight into this is going to be the we are something else show. We're going to have merch and we're going to be doing this shit on video and have we're going to have, you know, a new partner that's coming in from L.A. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just didn't even register as a possibility. That wasn't even an expectation. It was just like, I'm going to learn how to record for a little while, get nice at it. And then, you know what I mean? It wasn't. And then it, a couple shows in, it was like, oh, yeah, you just part of the show now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, all right. You know, that's cool. And they'll give me more time on the mic. And it was like, it's a when you do a podcast by yourself, there's a lot of that's on you. You know what I'm saying? On trying to book a guest. And it was it's a lot of awkwardness when you're interviewing people you don't know. You know what I'm saying? And and this show was great because it was a total opposite of that. Just like Kizzle was talking about the energy and the vibe. This is this is like coming to your dorm room or to your homie's house growing up. You know what I'm saying? And you don't have there is no um, you don't feel like you're putting on a show. You know what I'm saying? You just hear kicking it and you and you need that kind of balance you know and i and i and i certainly appreciated it and have been it's been fun to just be on the ship on the ride watching to see how things change you know and coming out of covid i had to again just like i did you know three years ago kind of had to assess you know what are the things that i want to do next and i don't look at it as leveling up i'm just looking at it as kind of re- sometimes you just got to recalibrate in order to focus on the things that you want to achieve. You know what I'm saying? So I got some things lined up. We were bringing back trap trivia, you know, stay tuned. That's, that's part of the reason I was late, but you know what I'm saying? That that's coming back, but that's only one thing. So there's, there's a bunch of stuff coming and I'm just trying to, you know, like I said, focus on some things that I need to get done. And I'm not going to be a stranger. I'm going to be able to come on here. Hopefully, you guys keep the the door open for me. We got 10 Um, weeks. And it's been amazing. Got you. And it's going to be, it's been amazing to watch, you know what I mean? To to see how y'all bloom. Like we, there's, I remember the first show you came over with like a notebook of, you know what I mean? Topics and questions y'all were going to ask each other. (laughs) And it was just, you know what I mean? And now it's to the point you can run a show with your eyes closed. You know how we're going to what we're going to talk about. We don't even have to pre-plan the show amongst ourselves. You have a plan, you know what I'm saying? But the rest of us come on this joint and go to work. You know what I mean? And it's just, (laughs) it's just what we do. You know what I'm saying? So it, like I said, it's been a ball. I've learned a ton and I'm excited to see where y'all go next. And I'm here to help. However, you know, to, to help you do that, you know? And, but I have, I have to also, um, prioritize myself and the things I want to do next. So that's, that's, that's kind of the motivation behind it. I think, I mean, the main thing we've been preaching this pandemic is if you come out this pandemic, the same way you went in, you've wasted time. Right. Right. Um, so again, it, we got 10 weeks before we'll see Superfly again, because it's no way in the world you can, I'm going to let you can get to 90 and not be you on a celebration, right? Hunter's going to be a celebration. Exactly. Um, and it's just going to be, we haven't planned it yet, but we did talk about maybe finally doing the Prince episode on a hundred. That's a big number. We can do that. But then there's a lot of people that probably want to come celebrate too. So I, we haven't figured it out, but you know, 
this is this is what's important right now and definitely want to just me thank you because thank you, man. you gave us the voice I mean, we had we were the talent but you were able to create the vision and and put us out there and just open your home up to i mean again to Superfly and CB had never met to the point where the last time we met at Superfly's house, I mean, at this point, CB's going in his refrigerator, just getting whatever yeah, he wants right. to drink at this you point, know. just and we fix up doing a plate, show. you know what I'm saying? It's exactly. whatever, just, you know what I mean? The show. So, but yeah, I, I know where he's where he's going next, and eventually, I guess you know that'll be public knowledge, and then we'll just you know, we're gonna celebrate that, we're gonna celebrate again, trap trivia, there's a lot of opportunities there. But again, I guess the the main thing that I want to express is gratitude. Um, and so, with that said, um, I want everybody to. Uh oh, let me see. Check this out. Fly, <laughs> you ready? Oh, let's go! Oh, let's go! Me, I'm super fly. Super oh, duper crazy. fly. Super <laughs> duper fly. Super fly. Super fly. Super fly. I'm super fly. It's my window. Super duper fly. Super This show was the dopest man. <laughs> had me real small and shit. No. <laughs> Every has a song See the emotions he put me. From Capricorns to Aquarius, they all got their different minds. The affection of a Virgo, which sign matches the wind? Really, I'm me, devoted so much time. Find you a faithful boy. I nearly lost my mind. Drive past your house every night in an unmarked car. Wondering what she had on me to make you break my heart. Educated Queen. Escobar, CBR, bike, I'm switching gears, headlights, shots so bright, bitches freeze like this. Them fiends want that D boy, fed sending decoys, back that heat boy, push you where you best to be, boys, 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 bo
TNT, five minutes of fun. Yo, that was dope, man. You don't even realize how much, you know what I'm saying? You don't even realize how much, how much you accomplish, you know what I'm saying? And it felt, it doesn't even feel like it's been, you know what I'm saying? All that time. Absolutely. You know, but it's, 
to even just look back on it is 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 touching, man. Definitely. Yeah, man. But um, look, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, uh, a couple of people giving you hand claps, flowers. Yo, thank um, y'all, man. For real, thank. I have to thank the people who in the chat too. If this is a, a a fairly new, you know what I mean, feature, but it's been awesome to get that real time, you know what I mean, feedback. Because sometimes you don't even know. We put this stuff out and with no expectation that or engagement, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't even know who's listening. So it's just dope to to be able to have that as another part of the show and just to see how things are blossoming, man. Um, but look, y'all, again, that's it for us. Uh, we got something else. Peace.